Registration is filling up. March 11th, we're going to have a good group of people gathered together for the first Doctrine and Devotion conference called Confessional Piety. For those of you that are registering and are going to be there in person, you're going to get free books, you're going to get a custom journal, uh, and there's going to be a hangout time afterwards at a local cigar shop. We really want you guys to come. People are flying in from all over. Jimmy, how many different states are they coming from? Uh, like seven different states. So we got people coming in from all over. It's going to be really good. Uh, head on over to DoctrineAndDevotion.com slash conference to register, and we look forward to fellowshipping with you there. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. All right, what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about unhealthy churches. Ooh, this is going to be a good isn't, one. Isn't this, uh, isn't every church unhealthy? Well, I mean, like, what do you mean by, well, no, I think there's some healthy churches there's out there. Churches yeah, I think there's some. So some churches are fit and some churches are fat. Uh, yeah, predominantly in the SBC, we are the fattest. Yes, convention. we do have. We have a. We are, we that's just are a fact. P H A T, pretty hot and temperate. No, no, no. F A T. Oh, F A T. There was a study done. We we are the fattest, not just denomination, but group of people in North America. Yeah. All right, there you go. So when you talk about unhealthy churches, like really, what are we talking about? Like what you say? We're, we're going to talk about. And we, we we decided, hey, let's talk about this. Let's talk about unhealthy churches. We're we're not going to talk about healthy churches very much. We want to talk about the marks of an unhealthy church. And yeah. at what point do you need to say bye bye? Um, I'm, I'm not, like, bye bye, like I'm out, bye I'm bye. gone. Yeah, I'm gone. Bye I'm bye. not gonna. Okay, all right, all right. I'm gonna. I'm no longer going to uh, worship and fellowship here, right? Because it is it is too unhealthy at stage. What? Um, so maybe just to stay on the front end yep. before we get to unhealthy, like, so what is a healthy church? Like, just in the simplest of ways, w- what would a healthy church look like? What What are those necessary components? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think the preaching of God's word. Uh, is is a mark of a healthy church, I think. Are there, would you say there are nine marks? Oh my goodness! Are we really going to do that? <laughs> that just <laughs> well, would you say there's nine marks? In my books, I boil it down to five. Oh, you boil it to five. I'm well, not so blowhardy. I don't need nine. You I don't need nine. Five. You only got five. So why don't you tell us about the five marks of a healthy church that you've got in your new books coming out March 7th. Uh, you can uh, head on over to DoctrineDevotion.com slash three books and pre-order today. Oh, now that everybody turned off, the five that are still listening, um, we would say that, yeah, the, the word has to be rightly preached. Yep. Um, and we mean like preaching from the scripture. Yep. Uh, the meaning of scripture, pointing yeah. to Christ and the gospel, calling okay. men and women to believe So Christ-centered. Yep. Uh, and that would include good doctrine, good theology, right? Yep. With, with healthy preaching. We need the ordinances rightly administered, right? They do not save. They are symbols of salvation to be received by faith, baptism, yep. and the Lord's Supper. We want leadership to be biblically formed and functioning. So we're talking about a plurality of elders and deacons uh, leading and serving in a local church context. A, a parity among the elders. Right. L- equality among all the elders. Uh, no pope. Right, no yep. pope and, and, and no not, pawn. They're not they're not pawns being directed by some other board. Um, we would want discipline in the church to be practiced with grace, so that people are cared for, and when they are wayward, they are lovingly corrected and yeah. helped back until they are restored. And we would believe the mission of God should be shared. So there's going to be a good sense of community. There's going to be a gospel richness. There's going to be good doctrine, um, and godliness will be evident. That's the things that you're going to see in a healthy church. So then, if that's wouldn't most churches say, well, no, we're, we're doing those things, aren't we? Yeah, but they're, are not, we not, doing that? they're not doing that. 
Well, I would say Redeemer is. Are you saying Redeemer's not? Like, no, we're, I know, but mo, you said we're the only one that we're not? Or that we, we're the only ones that are? We're the only one on our block. On, okay, there's no other churches on there our block. There you go. We're the best church on the block. <laughs> I, I would say that um, most churches, quote-unquote churches, uh, are not even preaching the gospel. And so if you start to say, well, what about evangelical churches? Then you have a greater percentage. And then you say, well, okay, well, what about confessional churches? Well, then I think, oh, then you're talking about a much greater per- uh, percentage. But churches are, to greater or lesser degrees, healthy or unhealthy. So and, and determining how healthy a church is isn't easy. It's not like there's a, a measurement or a stick or yeah, a yeah, test yeah. that you can take. Um, it's somewhat objective, and it's somewhat subjective. What when you when you are looking at a church and you go, wow, that's a mark of an unhealthy church. That's a that's a bad sign. What what are some of the things that come to your mind? Well, to be honest, like when I was uh, when I was mo- when Michelle and I were moving back to uh, Illinois, and um, we were looking for a church ahead of time, and so we started looking at other, at churches. We started reading their statement of faith. That was kind of the first thing we looked at. Was do they have? Uh, a pretty clear statement of faith and what is involved in that. I mean, is it very generic or is there really a lot of thought put into it? Is there something that they've actually, they've realized this is a theological stance that we are taking. Um, and so I wanted to look at that. I wanted to see what is it that they're saying? What is it that they believe? What is it that they, they stand for and what is it that they stand by? Yeah. There's a, there's a one of my friends actually pastors a church and uh, and he's a good guy, he's a gospel guy, but they're not very theologically oriented church, is, that would be my assessment. Mm-hmm. And when you look at their statement of faith on their website, it really says nothing uh, substanti- uh, substantive, yeah. but it, it does talk a lot about the, the power of the Spirit in signs and wonders. So there's not much, there's no confessional heritage mm-hmm. there. There's not even a clearly articulated statement of faith, um, and that kind of ambiguity can be a sign of an unhealthy church, not necessarily, but it, it, it can be a sign. It certainly would be a concern of mine. Oh, absolutely. And that was one of the things like we, Michelle and I had, uh, we went and we copied and pasted, we, you know, uh, downloaded the Redeemer Statement of Faith and we went through it, you know, line by line. It was just kind of... Did you really? Yeah, absolutely. Why wouldn't we? Well, I'm not going to go into should, a church you have that to I, print it? You just read it. Why do you got to copy it? I wanted it? to, because words mean things. And so I wanted They don't to mean s- something on the monitor? No, because... Uh, yeah. I, it took me a while. I, okay. I'm a slow reader. Look up some of those words. I had to look up some of them words. I don't know what dispensation is, and, and that's not and, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's you know, not I, uh, what uh, pre-millennial. No, that is not. That is not. I don't not know what our, these things are. And you're so I lying. To, I wanted to go and look and see what these things are. Yeah, I think that's really smart. You should always look for a church that has a clear statement of faith. Better if it's confessional, like if they have a historic doctrinal statement that they're yeah. adhering to. Something but, that they're not just making up. Yeah, stop themselves. making stuff up, guys. You ain't you're not, smart enough. Yeah, you're really not like clever. No, you're, you're not R.C. Sproul. You're not Benjamin Keach. Don't don't make up your own statement of faith. You use you, you, a good one. Yeah, a good one. All right, so that so th- that could be a sign. So statement of faith, but also, I mean, we we uh, we did listen to uh, sermons oh, those online. Are, those are good, at Redeemer. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pat was on a four week no. uh, uh, series, and we were just blown away mm-hmm. uh, by the level of preaching that we heard. Um, and so, but no, all across the board, the the because uh, you were actually gone. You were gone for part of it. This was uh, when we were first listening to your sermons. You are to Redeemer sermons. You were away in Japan, and so we did hear some other preachers, and then we heard you. And one of the things that kind of really hit us was uh, how healthy of a church this is, that whether it was the lead pastor 
or the associate pastor or a guest preacher, like uh, one of the other elders or leadership, how sound and how biblical it was. And so for me, a sign of that healthy church was actual leadership development that they actually uh, uh, invested in people and were trying to raise up preachers. Yeah, and on that note, um, when, when I'm looking at churches, the, the, the main problem that I'm having right now when I look at unhealthy churches, the churches that are dangerously unhealthy, there is almost always a toxic leadership culture where yeah. the leaders lack transparency. Yes. They're not talking to the people. They're not communicating with the people. They don't share with the people where the money goes, how the money is spent. Uh, they're not disclosing what, uh, what their leadership is thinking. Uh, the congregation is completely uninvolved. And when leadership is addressed, corrected, rebuked, or, or, uh, or questioned, if I said that, yep. they push back, they bristle, they become defensive. Uh, and they become combative. Like, oh, yeah. no, no, it's not, it's not us. It's you. You've got the issue here. Right, right. Your lack of faith is what the problem is. So authoritarian, yes. uh, non-listening, non-transparent, non-accountable leadership is a real problem. And it's not just in the big churches. There are some big churches that are characterized by terrible leadership and some big churches that are characterized by very good leadership. But I would also say, small, like you're, and I know you're trying to say, small churches, and I think yeah. part of that as well, is this uh, almost defensiveness of, of the leadership of like, I need to protect what we have, and so right. don't go against what we're doing. Don't question God's don't anointed. Don't question God's anointed, right? God has anointed me. He has given me the mantle. And so uh, to question me is to question God. You people, and I've been in churches like that. You people in the mantle. You like that. I know. See, I, and you know, like Joe knows my background. Some of you know my background. You know, I've been involved in unhealthy, charismatic churches where to question the leadership was, quote unquote, to question God. Right. And so they would tell you, like, you're, you're going against God's anointed right now. You're I would I was accused of blaspheming the Holy Spirit because I called into question uh, a sermon and things that were being said, especially when the, the preacher would say uh, and the pastor would say, well, you won't find this in the Bible, but this is what I believe. And so I'm like, I don't really care what you believe uh, and what you think. I want to hear what the word of God is right. saying to us now. Yeah, I think another another sign of an unhealthy church are the unsaid expectations yes. of the people in the church yeah. that are not biblical, not scriptural, and it's not just preference. It is expectations that they lay upon others. Whether the, In fact, I just, um, I just saw uh, a, a video where a young lady had written in to a pastor to say, uh, hey, the pastor was really upset that the way I looked. These are the clothes I wear to work. These are the clothes I wear uh, every day. And they're they're not revealing or anything, but they're too quote gothic. Mm. And the pastor did his little spiel from the pulpit on this. And so there are these expectations that are forced upon others that actually bind their conscience. Now listen, we actually have people here that are watching this right now. I want you all to notice what Jimmy's doing. You see what he's doing right oh, now? Stop it. <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy goes into this pagan stop trance. It. When I'm talking and he has an idea. It's not a pagan trance. It's, it's a, it's a he, reminding. He, I, I remind. I'm thinking to myself. He, he I'm crosses his you. fingers. And what you can't see is he's crossing his big toe over his next toe. Stop it. You can't. So that he remembers that was what in private. Say. That was in private, Joe. So, um, yeah, so there are these un, unhealthy expectations that are not biblical placed upon others that bind their conscience. We've got to be careful of that. So then what are appropriate expectations then, right? Because at Redeemer, part of membership, there are expectations. We yep. do specifically say... Uh, we're expecting that you're going to be part of 
uh, a community group. We, we do say we're expecting that you're going to be serving the body in some way. We, we do kind of expect that uh, if able, that they would be uh, you're faithfully, no, faithfully giving towards the church. I'm trying yeah. to choose the right words. Yeah, no, because these are biblical expectations. All right. And even then, it's important to understand that, like, when we say, listen, if you're going to be a member of this church, we expect that you will give sacrificially and generously. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean 10%. No. For some people, it might mean 20. For some people, it might mean 3. I'm we pretty don't, sure it's 35. For you, it is. No, uh, no, I'm talking about for, for the—I for expect the that upon everybody. Okay. Everybody. So I think, you know, what what we want is people to, like, hey, listen, you're you're— you're covenanting with us yeah. to be involved, to, to support this ministry. So, yeah, we, we expect that you will give. But we don't. none of the elders look at what people are given. We just expect—we we tell people we expect that you will give according to your own conscience, generously and freely. We expect that people will be there on Sunday morning to not forsake the assembly. Yeah. We expect that people are going to serve the needs of others in some capacity. And, uh, yeah, and we want them to be in a community group. Now, if they're not in a CG, uh, we don't hunt them down and beat them up. We don't say but you're we no do. We do member. follow up and say, yeah. "Hey, you know what's is, going on? How are things?" I right. mean, there's there are people that are providentially hindered. There are right. people that that work during the evenings and they're unable to, and so we're okay with that. Um, but there's a difference between being providentially hindered and avoiding community. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're trying to say is that. And I, I, here's another mark I think of a healthy church is the leadership cares about the spiritual well being of its members. Right. And so we, we know at Redeemer that uh, one, of the, one of the ways that people are going to grow in their faith is in community, right. is it by being accountable, by, by weekly sharing together with other believers uh, uh, and stu- like studying the Word of God together. Mm-hmm. And I think, Joe, like you've got three books coming out, uh. right, March 7th. And uh, these are things you talk about in your book when you talk about table, pulpit, and square, where we gather together uh, around the table, and that's more of an inward focus. Right, inward focus, small groups, uh, hospitality. Uh, that's something that we try to build into the DNA of the church so that it becomes a normal part of, of, of Christian faith and life for our people. Uh, we want our people to know one another and be each, in each other's homes because that usually means that they're being involved in each other's lives. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That, that's, and there's a transparency there. And that's one of the things that I think you'll find in a healthy church is people will are less likely to pretend. They're more likely to confess. In unhealthy churches, uh, they they tend to push back against relationships, um, and they definitely don't like the idea of accountability. Uh, they certainly don't feel that they can be transparent. But we have people coming to yeah. us confessing embarrassing sins. Absolutely, like embarrassing sins, and, and confessing them. And, not, and we don't make people do this. Like, we don't huddle around in our CGs and say, like, all right, confess your sin. What's your deep, deepest, darkest secret? We do not do that. No. But we encourage transparency among our people um, because confessing our sins, repenting, uh, and, and looking for help is important. And people, therefore, are free to come to the elders. And we've had several people come to the elders and say, here, are, I'm stuck in this sin. I'm, I'm struggling with pornography or drug abuse or uh, I'm addicted or I just committed, uh, I just had an affair. Like we've had people con- confess that stuff to us because they know we're not going to crush them. No. We're going to help them. We're going to help them get back on track. We're going to help them save that marriage. We're going to seek the grace of God in all of this. And I think that's another sign of that, of a healthy church is I think the leadership has modeled uh, grace, right? They've, they've modeled a, like this love for uh, our people, because our people do feel comfortable sharing about what's going on in their lives. And I think part of that is also because uh, the leadership themselves have modeled 
accountability. They've modeled mm-hmm. transparency. Joe and Pat and the other elders. You're not have, an elder yet. Uh, no, I'm not, that's why I'm saying the other elders. Yeah, because you're not one. I know, yeah, the other elders. You're elder candidates. The though. other elders and, and the two top elder candidates uh, do share... Uh, they share their sins, they share their struggles within their CGs, but even from the pulpit, like we don't go deep, dark, because that's not the appropriate setting, but we don't act like we have it all together. We don't act like we have all the answers. We don't act like, you know, our word is is God's word. Uh, We say we're on this journey together. Yeah. And let's let's go and repent and follow Christ together. Yeah, I, I, I would look for what is the level of approachability and yes. accessibility of the leaders. Now, obviously, if you're in a church of a thousand or two thousand, that's 2, really 000, hard to do. You're just not going to get that, and th- which is why we don't like that model. Uh, we don't think it's wrong for other churches to do that, but we will never do that, and we're really not in danger of doing that. Um, we keep planting churches and all well, of that. And you're preaching. Yeah, it kind of runs some people off. Um, but we, we, we do uh, think it's important that every elder, whether that's the preaching elder or, um, or a lay elder or a staff elder, that they are all accessible and approachable yeah. by people in the church. And so like, that's really important. And I would say one thing, that if you're looking for a church and you're trying to figure out what are the healthy churches in our area— um, you can just sort of look to see what the reputation is. That's right. You can talk to other Christians. You can talk to other pastors. Now, that shouldn't be the end of it, but it is a place to, to consider. It's something to consider. Um, what's the well, repu- that- what's the rep- what, is, what is the reputation? And, for example, have they exercised church mm. discipline um, publicly? Yeah. Now, if they haven't, you don't have anything to really go on. Um, but if they have, how did it go? What happened? Because a lot of churches that yeah. do practice church discipline wind up abusing their people. And, and, and good them. churches have done that. We've seen good churches, even within our network and in our denomination, right. that uh, just drop the ball. You know, And some of them have dropped the ball and refused to repent, and mm-hmm. some of them have dropped the ball and have repented of their sin. And learned from it, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, that teachability, learn, like learning posture, even among elders, is really important. When I'm, when I'm looking at uh, you know, the, the healthy church, I'm not looking at its size. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not like, I don't think it's, yeah. an unha- I don't think a church of 50 is unhealthy. No, abs- um, absolutely I don't think not. a church. If anything, or, you're going to have a lot more community there. Yeah. You, you, you can't hide. Could. And that's, that's a good thing. I think that's, that's, that's really important. I'm not looking for building. I'm not, I'm not looking for, this, <laughs> yeah, well, our building, we, yeah, is, our jank, our janky building that yeah. it just absolutely oh, praise you, Jesus for our building. If we our building was our a gift. car, it would be a hoopty. All I know is praise God for the hoopty, but Lord, if you so see fit to burn it down and with the insurance money build something better, we will we'll succumb take to your will. We'll take it. Um, I, I, I think that people sometimes get sidetracked. They go, oh, well, the production is good, yeah. or the, the, the preaching is good, or you know, the building is nice, or whatever it is. They tend to focus on one thing, and they're neglecting the most important things, uh, the, the health of the leadership, what's going on there, the culture yeah. of the church, and the, the spiritual tenor of, of the people in the pew. Uh, you can learn a lot. I think one of the, one of the best things that I really um, praise God for in our church are just the people that we have. We have amazing people. Absolutely. So I, would, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even need to be there. You know, I'm the lead pastor or whatever. I don't need to be there. It won't make a difference uh, because Pat can step up and preach or you can step up and preach. Any, any of our guys can step up and preach. It's going to be great, and the people are awesome, and it's going to be focused on Jesus. And I, I think that that says a lot. I think the nicest compliment we got at Redeemer was, you know that show, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives? Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. With Guy Fieri. Guy, Guy Fieri. Guy, that's how you pronounce it. That's Fieri. Fieri? Yeah. All right, Guy Fieri. Yeah. 
uh, with the with the. No, fa- uh, David says no. What, what is it? No, it's not. I was right. No, it's Dave. not. It's, it's spelled Fieri, but it's pronounced Fieri. No, it's not. Yeah. How do you Shut up, Dave. Say it's not your show. Dave. No, Dave knows something about mispronouncing. Oh, Dave's like names. 21 years old. He doesn't know anything. He knows everything. All right. So, um, so I had a guy. He started coming to Redeemer, and he goes, "You know that show?" And I go, "Yeah, I know that show." And he's like, "Yeah, you know they go to like this hole in the wall restaurant. It's like this busted building. <laughs> it's all dirty, but they've got the best food." And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "That's Redeemer." We're dirty, but we got the best food. I guess that's a compliment. So that, it's a compliment because it's like there, there's nothing to get distracted about in our building. We would like to have a nicer building, but it, it has to be like what he says is like I can we can see the health, we can see all the things that matter, and he's not distracted by these other things that might be more you know alluring or distracting for some people. So now, I mean, what about those people that? Uh, bye, Steve. Bye, Steve. Hey, hey, Steve. That was not a Christian gesture. Oh, uh, Steve McCoy. Steve, stop it. No! What about those people that are in communities that, I mean, they're, the next church over is an hour away, and, you know, they just don't have that opportunity or whatever. Like, or what about those people that are like, listen, in my community, there really isn't a healthy kind of church. Well, what do they do? They, I mean, do they just stay home and, and watch church on TV, or what do they do? No, I, I think it's important to be in a local church, and if the gospel is preached, but there are problems in the church, then I would say stick it out as long as you can, uh, until it, it becomes so unhealthy or so dangerous that for the sake of your family, your children, your own soul, you've got to go somewhere else. So there's a difference between then preference, like you're, 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 you would prefer maybe uh, softer music or louder music or something like that, but if the Word of God is being faithfully preached and you are being loved and cared for, that's, well, even, still, that's still a good church. Yeah, but even just say, like, well, maybe there are aspects of real... Um, you know, unhealth in the church, uh, and there there is no other option. Well, I would not say that you should stop going to church. Okay. I would say uh, work for the good of that church. Um, be uh, an, an agent of change if God so might allow you. So invest in that church. Yeah, I would say Don't abandon, in. but invest. But if if you, I mean, look, if if there wasn't a gospel-preaching church with healthy community, let's, I, I, can, I can lay aside most of my preferences when it comes to worship music. Yeah. Um, but if the community is good, like the people of God, and if the preaching is good, I can make it work. And so, um, but you've got to figure out, like, you know, your kids are there. If the Sunday school classes are teaching your kids bad theology, then I understand you got to yeah. go somewhere else. I would make the drive, man. I would drive an hour if I needed to to go to a church that's healthy if I didn't have an option that's healthy. But healthy doesn't mean perfect. Yeah. Healthy doesn't mean that we agree on everything. We've got people at Redeemer that aren't reformed. Yeah. We've got members at Redeemer that are not complementarian. They're no. egalitarian. That's right. But there's no drama. Nope. And I think that's a mark of healthy, uh, mark of health that you can disagree and still have gospel unity and have real community without dissension or division. And so, if you disagree with one or two aspects of a church, or you just uh, assume that it's unhealthy, that's not giving you liberty to go just go plant a church, right? Because I no. think we see that a lot, right? Is people just yeah. think it to themselves, like I'm gonna go plant something. I'm gonna better go than plant this. something better than this. Yeah. Uh, well, slow your roll. You're 21, and yeah, Dave. you don't really know what you're. Oh yeah, <laughs> are you thinking of church planting? Yeah, he's oh man, I wasn't referring to Dave when yes, I said that. Yes, he was. I was he, not. He was. Though I tried locking eyes with you. Yeah, get off your phone, homeboy. Thanks, We're actually thanks, doing something. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Here. But no, you know, you're you're young. You don't really know what well, you're doing. All at that, this like, point. like, like well, you can be you can be 55 and have a wealth of experience. So then, is a healthy church? Then I mean, I guess then here's the question: If you're leaving a church 
because you assume it's unhealthy to plant your own church for your own preferences, is that then a healthy church plant? No, that's plant? a terrible idea. You don't plant a church because you're not happy with your church. Um, you, don't, you don't plant a church because everybody else is doing it wrong. Uh, church planting happens when a God calls a man yes. uh, to, and, and a team of people to start a church with the, the authority and the covering of another local church to start a new gospel work to reach lost people and to make disciples. If it's because we're going to do it better than everybody else or I'm so unhappy here, there's no way. I don't there's know, an arrogance to that. I don't know any healthy church planting network that would sign off on that. Never, never, ever. So I don't think that that's, I don't think that's a good But there are option. church plants that are healthy that have left unhealthy churches, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're not yeah. saying that there has not happened. Uh, or that cannot happen, but I think there's the what we're talking about is the heart behind right. planting a church. And I think we we've discussed that already in our episode on church planting. Yeah, is there a calling of God that is yeah. confirmed by faithful and godly men and women? Uh, do you have the covering and the and the blessing of another church over you? Like these are big central issues. What are your motives? What are your what are your aims? And what's your posture toward your former church? We've had people show up at Redeemer who've yeah. come from churches that were unhealthy, and they're now members at our church, and they've never bashed their parent church, their yeah. old church. They've never done that. Yep. Uh, they're just like, you know what? It wasn't, it wasn't healthy. It wasn't for us. And so you know, we had to leave, and, it, and we were there for a long, long time, and we, we, just, we had to get out. And, uh, but, they're, but they're not malicious at all. They're, no. they're very humble and teachable, but they're just hurting, and they're hungry. And so they've joined with us. So I think when you're talking about unhealthy churches— Leadership is usually a big one. Yeah. Doctrine is usually a big one. Preaching is usually a big one. And the community of faith itself, the people, um, those are the big things to watch out for. If you're going to leave your church, if you get to this place where you think it is um, time for you to go, what, what, what would you, if somebody says, hey, listen, I got to get out of here, what would you say to them? Well, I would first say uh, make sure that you have prayed through this, right? Like, Especially if you're a member of a church, you have covenanted to be a part of that church body. You don't just get up and leave. Um, and so I think that's that's one thing is making sure you've, you've actually prayed through this. You've yeah. actually sought God, that's that good. you have uh, sought his will and his direction and his guidance in that. But I think another thing is uh, if you're going to leave without talking to the leadership, that's an issue to me of, uh, yeah. on you. Right. Like you're chicken. All right, you're chicken. I, no, I would say afraid. that. I would say you're afraid. I would say maybe your heart is not in the right place. If you are not able to go to the leadership and talk to them about what's going on in your life and what's going on in your heart, then there's an issue there, right? right? Like, so you go. You should go in humble. Just and say, that's Here's it. My Don't conviction. go in there guns blazing like y'all suck, right? Yeah. Like you need to go in there and say this is this is where I'm at. This is what I'm sensing. This is what I'm feeling. I'm struggling in this area, and and. Let's talk about it. I one time I was a when I was a, about a two year old Christian, I left the church that I was a member of yep. to go to a different church, and fundamentally it was because I had too many theological disagreements uh, with with the church, and I, I just I, I needed to go to a church where the preaching was more theological and more in line with what I believe the scripture taught. So I just le I just left. I just started going to another church. And like three or four weeks went by, and I got a call from pa from one of the pastors, and he's like, "Hey, Joe, we've missed you. We haven't seen you. Are you okay?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, man, I'm going to a new church." And he's like, "Okay, what's up?" And I was like, "Well, you know, theologically, there's differences, and I'm just liking it over here." And he said, "Okay, let's let's just grab coffee. It's it's fine for you to go, um, but we'd like to have a conversation." So I, we met at what is now State Street Diner. Oh, okay, yep, yep. So we met there, and I'm meeting with this guy, and he goes, "Listen, man." Uh, when I told the other elders that you were moving on to another church because of theological convictions, they go, oh, well, that makes sense. Like, we know Joe. And yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's not a problem. 
but we were all hurt that you just took off on your family. Yeah. We loved you. We poured into you. You covenanted with us, and you just blew us off. That is not okay. He rebuked me kindly, but he rebuked me. And I just and you to, need to hear that. Oh, like I that, needed that's to just it. it. You need, oh, yeah, you need to hear that and repent of that because he's right. It is a family. You have covenanted together. It's like a marriage. You don't just abandon and leave. And so I think that's that's absolutely wonderful that that, that pastor and those elders yeah. loved you enough to correct you in that. And then they blessed me. They were like, hey, man, you go. Go to that church. Yep. I mean, that's a, he's a, they're like, that's a good church. You'll, you'll be great there. You'll be happy there. It's definitely. That's such a beautiful picture of a healthy leadership that yeah. loves the flock. And they're not, they're, they're more interested in you and your well-being than their numbers. You know what happened? I, w- I went to this church where the preaching was good. Yeah, yeah. And they, they didn't like me. <laughs> well, I mean, they were like, they I kind of get that. I understand were, it. I'm, uh, I'm your friend. I don't even like you. No, no. Like they, they like, they, there was just no relationships. It was, uh, yeah. it was not, it was not a healthy church. The preaching was on point. But it really wasn't to help. But everything else was just not there. Yeah. So it was like, wow, I, you know, I, I, I traded one thing for another. And in the end, it was all kind of the same. I would say, um, you know, pray about it, like you said. Yep. Uh, talk to the elders. Yep. Uh, and do not make a ruckus. If you're going to leave, yes. leave peacefully. I mean, listen, if they're preaching heresy, all right, fine. Put up a Jolly Roger and pull out your pirate sword and let everybody know and whatever. But. If you, but other than that, if if you're leaving because your convictions are different, don't don't bring division to that church. Absolutely, move on, find another church, plug in, be humble, and, and be teachable. And you may find out a few years down the road, eh, maybe it wasn't as bad as you remember. Absolutely, you know, some of it. And so I think that's that's the next you. part. Then don't be rash, right? right? Like don't don't be hasty in this. This should be a decision. This shouldn't be an overnight decision. This should take months. Of, of praying and talking and meeting, this should be, I, I would say, long drawn out. Yeah, it should, it should be. You know what? Um, so we got a guy at our church, Oliver. Yep, right? yep. So Oliver, he's a guy that's called to ministry. He's going to be pastoring someday, uh, solid guy. And he was raised, born and raised into the, a, a particular church, and he loved the people. He was there. He was preaching, teaching, leading worship, doing all kinds of stuff, but he just could not stay. All right, what are you doing? I'm texting Rob. What? Stop. I'm texting stop? Rob. Stop with the thing. I'll, I'm just going to say it out loud. Bada bam. Keep going. All right. So Oliver, he came to me years ago, and he's like, listen, man, um, I, I, I don't know if I should leave or not. What do you say? And my advice was, well, don't leave. Yeah. Try and work it out. Be an agent for change. Like, I really encourage him to plug in. Man, you've got an opportunity there. God's using you. But after a while, we met a few times. He's like, I cannot stay. And this church was way far away from our church. And so I was like, all right. So eventually he's like, I'm going to leave. It's going to be really hard. It's going to ma- mess up my family, and people are going to be upset. Um, and I said, okay, so where are you going to go? And he goes, well, I'm, I'm going to come here. I was like, really? And he's, I had no idea. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not too far away, and that, that church is far away, but I think it'll, it'll work. And, you know, but he was slow. He was patient. Yes. He went and talked to the pastors. Yes. He laid everything out, and he, he did it the right way. Don't do it like I did it. Do it, do it like Oliver did it. Yeah, like be an Oliver. The, yeah, be, be, be an Oliver. Oliver's one handsome dude, too. Yeah, we'll he, put up Joe, can't, Joe can't be an Oliver. No, no, no. I'm, I'm ugly. No, no, you're ugly. Just, yeah. just say that. I'll, I'll put up a picture of Oliver in the show notes. So don't rashly leave your church. Pray about it. Talk to your leadership. If you have to go, be patient. Be humble, man. Like, yeah. no church is perfect. You're going to, you think you're going to go to the next church and it's going to be messed up and jacked up. Redeemer is messed up and jacked up. Every church is. Yeah. So, you know, just recognize that before you try to make that leap. Ultimately, though, what we want our churches to be healthy, to pursue that. And that, you know, that direction in church life, it usually starts with the leadership. Absolutely. So if, 
if the leadership is is corrupt or if the leadership is out of whack, the rest of it's likely to not be healthy as well. So pay, pay special attention there. One useful tool is uh, three books coming out March 7th, thanks to Moody Publishers. And when they come out, are you going to stop talking about it? No. And All for right. the church, uh, Joe's three new books uh, on the church, The Heart of the Church, The Mission of the Church. No. Yeah. No. Mission. Oh, mission. Oh, no. Stop it. Oh, you're, you're confusing so me. Dumb. You don't Heart, even know. life, and character yeah, and of the, the wrong church. order, well, not, but okay. Okay, I'm not putting so. in the right order. But anyways, three good books that are great for leadership development. Uh, they're great for membership orientation. They're just great all around for the church body. So you want to head on over to DoctrineDevotion.com slash three books. Uh, you can pre-order them there, or you can head on over to Amazon or over to MoodyPublishing.com. Cool. If you want to uh, help us be a part of what we're doing here, follow us on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Doc and Devo. You can like us at our Facebook page, slash Doctrine and Devotion. If you want to leave us any comments or give us any feedback, we're really open. You can go to our website, DoctrineAndDevotion.com, hit our Contact Us page, and let us know. Really important, join our email list. Yeah. We Don't o- miss it. We only send out good stuff. We're not bombarding you with all kinds of lame stuff. It's only good stuff, and we're going to start to offer exclusive content only for our email subscribers. So get on over there, sign up for that. It's really important. Also, hit our store. We got new t-shirts. We got all this stuff. It's going to be journals. We got journals, man. You want some journals to write down cool stuff, do your sketches in or take notes at the, at the church, head on over to our store. Um, links right there, uh, on our website, uh, that will, uh, that will take care of you, man. And you, by you by, by you doing that. Oh, one more thing. Let me say this. Oh, if you want to, if you want to support the podcast, yeah, do it. Go, like, Joe. People say like, "Can I send you guys money?" No, no. We're yeah. not some fake nonprofit like trying to tell everybody like, "Oh man, make a donation." And like, that, that, yeah, this ain't tax deductible. No. Uh, listen, if you want to support the podcast, click on any of our Amazon links and do some shopping. Because we mm. get a little kickback, and all of the Amazon funds that we get, that's how we're able to afford the costs of hosting. The monthly cost, yep. The monthly cost of, of hosting and the store and the storage and all the website and everything. All that costs money, and it, it costs a fair bit of money, and that's how we're paying for that. So that's one way that you can support. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Uh, original articles on Wednesdays, and soon to come, weekly email content on Fridays. Later.